here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen and those of us building our businesses from home that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And for those of you who've been tuning in and learning more about Super You and meeting the members of the cast and the director. I am thrilled to be bringing the star of this show, Kennedy Coggle, into Word of Mom Radio. I have watched the evolution of this character since 2019 and the Players Club and gotten to see workshops and concerts and everything else. And then you know I flew out to Milwaukee to get to see opening night and a few of the first week of performances and I'm so excited to be bringing her here and I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Kennedy before we bring her into the show because she is really excited to be bringing this story to life as a superhero lover herself this is a dream come true Kennedy was last seen playing Nan in the new musical Mozart her story at Carnegie Hall she's been seen playing Carol King across the country in Beautiful the Carol King musical and on Broadway, in Paradise Square, Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812, and Beautiful. And she's been on the national tour. She was the Alphabet Standby in Wicked, and Heather in American Idiot. And I can't wait to just talk about her background and everything and what it is to be bringing a character like Katie White to life. So with all that being said, Kennedy, welcome back to Word of Mom Radio since you were first here in 2019. That's right. Hello. It is wonderful to be here. It's exciting. And it's so funny because our first interview was at the Players Club as they were putting up set pieces and everything. And we were sitting in the back of the theater and talking just about what was going on as the first concert of this happening, because it's not just a show. It is just such an amazing thing. So I would love for you to tell us how you wound up getting involved with this and what this has been like throughout the years. Yes. Well, I've been fortunate enough to be with this project for six years now. Wow. Has that really been six years? I guess it has been. So 2017-ish, I get really fuzzy on years because I I don't necessarily track, although I probably should. I came off the Wicked Tour and I auditioned for this little piece of theater that was going to be showcasing at La Mama. And I read the breakdown and it was a comic book nerd, somebody who drew comic comic book art and uses her art to heal herself. And eventually, you know, you see her become the superhero that, that she has created for herself at the end. Uh, spoilers, but, but there are other spoilers that you should definitely come see the show for <laughs> that I won't <laughs> say. But obviously it's, it's very evident, even listening to the soundtrack, that everyone's waiting for that moment 
So I was like, wow, because I grew up reading comic books in middle school and high school, and I got really busy in college. But I am a, I am a superhero nerd. I am a geek. And my, my sister actually also went in for this during that time, and she got the audition before me from her agent, and she said, hey, you need to talk to your agents because I feel like I feel like this role is totally you. I'm reading the character breakdown, and it's you. And, I, and so I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And sure enough, a day later, my agent co- comes with an appointment for Super You. And I go in. I just, I sing. I do my thing. And I remember Lord's, like, being so smiley in the room and I think standing up at one point. But it just felt like it fit like a glove, both the character and the music especially. So I ended up this young little girl booking this role. So we did the La Mama industry showcase. Uh, went great, but it was a completely different show. And it's the first time that I'd ever, I mean, there have been there had been Katie's and other iterations before me, but it was the first time where somebody asked me what I thought in the room because Lords and everyone involved is so collaborative. So from that point on, there are moments in the show that I've helped build and create that is like my stamp on Super U that will always be part of Super U, even when I'm gone, you know, but we'll all live forever. So it's fine. Uh, (laughs) It's been an amazing experience kind of discovering my voice, because as we find in the show, Katie doesn't really speak. And that kind of mirrors how I have been brought up in this business, because as actors, they kind of say, you know, shut up and say the lines, sing the songs, do your job. But this particular experience has really opened up a world of my creativity of knowing that I understand human behavior really well as an actor, who's somebody who has to live and breathe in these human beings' roles and lines. I've been with the show for six years now through several different readings and iterations and at the Players Club and a workshop in New York and another one more, like two more readings and then Carnegie Hall And now finally, after six years of staying consistent with the project whenever I'm available and contributing, we finally get to put it up on its feet in Milwaukee. So it's been a really beautiful, wonderful experience. Hard at times, but beautiful nonetheless. And and every time we do the show, I can't help get excited because I cannot wait for the world to see what we've created because I do believe it's going to bring healing in a way that we haven't seen in the musical theater realm. I have to agree with you. And it's amazing because I've said it all along. This is so much more than just a show. Mm-hmm. There are shows that happen that change things, yeah. that change people's minds, that change the way things are presented. And then there are shows that actually change the people who see it. And it doesn't happen often where you walk out, you know, some shows, let's face it, you know, you're just there tapping your toes, having a great time. It's a great way to spend a couple of hours done. Yeah. And there's need for that too. Without a doubt. And then there are shows that you walk out kind of devastated by what you just saw. And, yeah. and, and, but this is where people are walking out feeling healed, feeling seen for the first time, feeling understood and one of the people, they have some great interviews after the show with audience members and audience member after audience member, person after person, just talking about the healing that went on, that this was better than going to therapy, that they felt, again, seen, heard, understood. They watched 
the things that they're dealing with up on stage in a way that there's one of the lines in, in the song, something big is happening, and it's true. This show, this is something, uh, this show, people are going to be talking about this show for decades. Yeah. Long after we're gone. I'm not going to be here for the 50th anniversary because I'd literally be 112. And never say never. Never say never. Modern medicine and everything. Never say never. My generation is supposed to live, it's normal to live to be 120. That's what they said. So. Hey, you know what? I would be happy to be wheeled in on that anniversary. Bring me in however you have to do it. But it is that kind of a show. where yeah. And the things that you have done as a performer, what has it been like for you to go from concert to the back of pickup trucks when <laughs> you were in the media? I mean, which was just remarkable. And then workshops and another concert to finally create a show where it was a real show. Because once the show goes up, you know, people don't realize everything that goes into mounting a production. But once that production goes live on opening night, now it's up to the actors to settle into those roles and be able to have fun. Because now it's set. Because let's face it, in previews, Things are getting cut and changed, and if the show is to stop because something needs to be fixed, they do. It's not until curtain up on opening night that now you're on your own. Even sometimes after curtain, things will go wrong and holds need to be called. Like, especially my experience with Paradise Square was that our massive set would constantly break down. And so you're always constantly, it's never the same. You're always on your feet. You're always making in-the-moment decisions. And that's part of the beauty of the art of live theater that I love is you don't get to call cut and say reset back to one. Action action starts at the downbeat of the show, which which is beautiful, what it was like to create through all these different versions. So I guess it was so wonderful because we had life happens in the run of shows. And there's so much that Broadway shows, Broadway is a very particular and sometimes fragile Um, business as a whole for new musicals because there's a lot of years of work that goes into making a musical what it is to the product that you see on stage and get to know and love in cast recordings. So we're constantly making change all the way up through uh, readings. So where you read through the script that stands into a workshop. So a workshop is where you do it up on your feet and you do it in front of industry people So we were all set to do an off-Broadway run, which was hopefully and most likely going to be an off-Broadway transfer into Broadway. But then a little thing called 2020 happened. Um, And the pandemic, like I was literally all set to come back from tour so that we could start rehearsals. But sometimes life happens. And what I will say is as an actor, it was very sobering to watch an entire industry that I had built my entire income and career around crumble. We're still, our industry is still crawling back. It is coming back in a way that we have not seen, which is beautiful and wonderful. Broadway is definitely back. Butts are in seats, which is so wonderful to see again. But what I will say is that time was so crucial for my personal development as a human being. <laughs> yeah, because I realized there's a lot that I missed out on in life. When you're an actor, you sacrifice going to weddings, coming home for holidays, because most of the time you're working when the muggles are not. You are entertaining the masses when they get to have time off. And when they don't have time off, you're still entertaining the masses. There's a lot of life that we give up in order to portray life <laughs> on stage. The irony is not lost. 
it was a really hard but necessary time for me to recenter and refocus and really find who I was without performing, without entertaining people, without doing my art. What do I really want to see put into the world and the universe, which I don't know if I would have had this epiphany without everything being taken. I would never wish it on the world again. It was an awful time. I wish it had never happened. If I could go back and somehow keep it from happening, I would because it was terrible. But I can also see the silver lining in such a dark time, which I think influences how I approach the role of Katie now, because that's one of the themes that we hit is when life hits you hard, how do you process and handle that grief? How do you find your way back into the light from utter, complete, total shamble darkness? <laughs> um, the lighthearted stuff, but a very necessary and important message that I think the world needs to hear right now. So we're in the middle of the pandemic. I get a call from Lords Lane and Melissa, and they're like, okay, so we have this idea. Are you willing to fly? Because I was at Oklahoma, in Oklahoma with my parents at the time. My husband and I had gone back to the family farm just to spend some time because I had not spent that much time with my parents since I was a kid and lived under their roof. That was also magical. I know that I'm going to look back on that time and be like, thank God I have that time. You know, mm -hmm. What's the one thing? It's the most non-renewable resource we have is time. And when somebody gives you their time, I've just learned to have eternal gratitude for people who are willing to sacrifice their time and be with you. So thank you. Thank you, Dory, for allowing me to spend this time with you. So they were like, all right, we're going to fly you up. And at this point, I was like, I mean, I, I guess that was when the first shots were out. So I was vaccinated, but it was the first time I had flown since the pandemics. But I also, they were kind enough to like bring some income as well, which was really helpful to me and my household. And so I just chatted with him and I'm like, I haven't sung anything in six months. And here we are, here I am on a plane about to go and, and sing really technically hard music. But I was like, I think I have to go. I have to go. I, it's the only chance that I know for now. So it was really beautiful because, you know, me and the current cast at the time, we were all in masks. We had a lot of hand sanitizer, but we were all weeping for joy and blowing each other kisses, staying six feet apart. But like, it felt like I wasn't alone for the first time in this whole thing, because I saw in front of me other actors, other other producers, other creatives, and Joanne was setting it. And it was a wonderful time where it's like, I'm really, we're all going through this. And we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. And so we did. We pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. It also started to rain. <laughs> we almost had to cancel, but then the rain magically let up and we figured it out and we did it. And it was amazing to see multiple people. We did two days of shows, I think. And it was amazing to see people just hungry for social interaction, for human interaction, for even if people had to stay in their cars, that was how we socially distance everybody and it was safe. I mean, people were having their sunroofs open and all masked and stuff and having their hands out. But it was really, you could just tell that everyone was hungry for hope. And as we were hungry for hope, and it, and it was just one of those things of the indomitable ability of the human spirit to continue amidst trials and hard circumstances. And that's the heart of this show.
right? The indomitable human spirit to be able to lift yourself out of the gutter and inspire others. So it just felt like a, a circle, like, sure, I was singing on the back of pickup trucks, but the fact that people were showing up, that was a gift to me as an out-of-work actor that really wondered if she would be allowed to step on stage again. Because at that point, I think nobody really knew it had been six months and it was still like super locked down and numbers are going up and down. So it was just a beautiful way to safely share some art, which is wonderful. So that's what that was like. It was a beacon of hope in a time of darkness, I think, for me. I'll speak from the eye perspective. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Think of what Kennedy said, because I think we all can understand what you're talking about on a visceral level. We're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers, and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit BrainLoveHealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice safety it's in the bag and we're back here on word of mom radio we're talking with kennedy coggle about super you and kennedy was just talking about when they did the first live performance you forget that you were the first live performance during covid on the back of pickup trucks in amenia new york at a drive-in theater i was there and it was amazing it was so remarkable because you were getting people's horns were blaring lights were flashing and it was that whole coming together of 
you know, it's going to matter. And how they did this, I have to tell you from an audience and from a director perspective, it was magic. Drones flying around filming this. And the reality is these are all, everybody's out of work. So it was like, yay, the technicians, the musicians, everybody back just so excited about doing something. And for this particular show to be that first show that was a live performance during COVID is so fitting mm-hmm. because of this message. It is that message of just people walking out, realizing you are enough. You have it all right within you. And, and even doing it the way you did it, each performer was on the back of their own pickup truck. I mean, it was just, mind-blowing how it happened and then you go to another workshop and I was in the workshops in New York City and the different concerts and and everything else and to take that to then having when Joanne M. Hunter who was the director was on our show she was talking about the Daryl Roth Theater and the show that was going to be there and what a completely different show it would have been yeah at that time it, it would not have been the same show. And I think I think we're finally getting to a place that is more closer than we've ever been to really getting down to the nitty gritty of the message that we're trying to send to the world. So I'm super excited. I mean, everything happens the way it's supposed to. Like I said, silver linings to terrible dark times. And sometimes, listen, even a diamond has to be crushed. It's coal and it has to be crushed and heated up very, very hot. And if I was a lump of coal, that would not be pleasant to go through. But then at the end, it creates a beautiful thing, right? Same with, same with a wine press. You know, the grapes have to be crushed and fermented and placed in some place dark for years. But what comes out of that season? Fresh, beautiful wine. So it's, I, you know, I just look at it like that. And every really amazing art has probably gone through that. We really have overcome a lot. And it's a testament to this show that it is still going and still persevering. I think it was it was just a wonderful experience to have that during a time when we weren't allowed to have social interaction. We weren't allowed to have community in that way. And everything changed online at that point. But after the pandemic, we did a few readings. And it was it was one of the first readings that I did. Um, during the whole COVID protocol, which was amazing. And, you know, you could see the tweaks, the big sweeping changes came after they had had that time away to really look at the show as a whole. And then that happened, and then the London workshop, and, and then we were on our feet. And for me, the experience was obviously set, like six years in the making for me was just almost a sacred experience. It was a very sacred experience for me to be able to open this show on opening night because we're not done yet, but at some point we got there. Most shows, a lot of new shows don't even get to that place. So it's just, I was, I'm just very filled with gratitude. And I look back at my career and everything that I've done has trained me in order to get to this point in my career where I'm able to originate and, and fully lead a cast. In, in a show and never leave the stage. Everything from wicked to really learning how to sing that way to beautiful, learning how to stay present on stage when you never get to leave. That is a skill of being able to stay present in the scene, even when you're not speaking and, 
and making sure that you ground a piece essentially. So that American Idiot was the first thing I did out of college, but it was a wild trip and a half. I had to learn how to take care of my body because it was such a physically demanding show, which now Super U rivals that. On top of singing like more than Elphaba, on top of never leaving the stage like Carol King. So it's just, and learning how, and also in Great Comet, a very physically demanding show, but I was a swing off stage. So I covered and I, I didn't all, I wasn't always on stage, but sometimes I would have to go on with two hours notice for a track I had never done or a track that I didn't cover and learning to understudy roles that way, which instilled a confidence in me that I can do a show, I can make it work. And I'm able to roll with the punches, essentially, when you're a swing and an understudy. And in Paradise Square, again, went on without barely any rehearsal because I had I was called upon to go on during previews before opening, before we had even had any understudy rehearsal for the Broadway so it's like all of these things that built my confidence up, built my skill set up while I was also doing the daily, you know, taking care of my voice, taking care of my body, practicing my craft. It, it's a daily consistent action that all builds up to being able to do a show and do a role like Katie White in Super You. So I'm just, I'm grateful. And I also, I just want to give credit and merit to the shows that have brought me to this place. And to the journey that it has been and the journey it will continue to be, hopefully through Tony's night. It's it's just epic. And I think I'm going to write a book. <laughs> you actually should. And, and I have to say, from the audience perspective of watching you perform, and I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Aww. You're a marvelous performer because it's funny. I used to do a lot of children's theater. Adults are easy to fool. But yeah. children, children are pure. And if you're they not sure living, are. yeah. If you're not living what you're doing, they know it. They do. And they'll and, tell you, they'll let you know. Oh, without a doubt. And I've never lost that child within. You live so beautifully this role and watching your evolution. I have that BS meter that if an if a performer is crying, choking tears, whatever, and I'm not crying, it's because they're acting. Every single time you were fighting through tears or whatever. I was a puddle. I mm. could feel everything that y you are like a wave that washes over people. You're so incredibly talented on so many levels. People have a voice like yours and that's it. They're a voice or they can act the way you act and they're an actor. You dance, you have it all Kennedy. And, and I have to say as somebody who has known you since 2019, and, you know, you'll give me a hug and you'll just kind of put your head on my shoulder. As talented as you are, you are 10 times the woman. You really are. You are one of the loveliest people I have ever had the opportunity to meet. And, you know, my mom heart hits that place with people because, you know, it's not giving birth that a mother makes. Mm -hmm. And occasionally there are those people and you are somebody who just hits that little place in me. And to watch you, I was so proud to just watch you up on that stage and listening to people just, not even just clapping, but whooping and cheering because you have taken this part. And again, something big is happening. And watching your evolution, when you come out, I love how Stronger Now has become not the finale of the show, but it is the finale of the show. Even though the show ends and it's now really the bows, 
when you come walking out, it's just mind-blowing because the audience is already on their feet and just cheering and cheering because when the show ends, I mean, that's it. It's not somebody has to get the standing ovation started. Everybody's jumping up because you just have to. I can't even imagine what it has been like to watch all of this transpire and to then get to have the audience's love to you just waving over you because it has to just wash up on stage to you. It does. It really does. And that's the thing is that's the reason we do this art form because more than success or followers or money, humans matter first to me. And to watch people be so overcome in their own journey while they're watching the show, I don't really look out at the audience a lot until the end. And I see a range from smiles to weeping to clapping, you know, everyone's going through it in their own way. And it's been just a gratifying experience because that's, that's why I do this. I don't, I don't, I can't do this for me. It's too hard, but I can do it for someone else. And in doing that, the audience, like the audiences have actually given something to me, which is hope for the, for this business. And it's just been, it's been an incredible journey on closing night. You know, we had been tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And right after the new 11 o'clock number, it's always been me, people. I just watched the people in the balcony skyrocket to their feet. And because I was also more emotional because it was the closing night show, you know, because we had done it, like this is the epitome of something. And then before I knew it, the entire audience was just standing, standing, standing in the middle of a show, which is, which in the Midwest, you don't, you normally find people are not as vocal and willing to do things like stand up in the middle of an audience who are seated, like New York. I think because I'm from the Midwest, we're, we're kind of brought up to be respectful, but it was just, a, a huge moment of the stamp of we've got something we re, people are really responding to it but mm-hmm. yeah and it was a moment for me where I was like holy crap <laughs> you know and, and then I became Kennedy kind of popped back in a little bit and and just became emotional at the response the response that Lords has been trying to craft you know for the show as a whole and we we did it and I think that's basically it. I I can't do it for me as long as it's for other people's journeys. And, you know, I'm being healed from the inside out. Who wouldn't be healed when you're saying eight times a week in a show, you're saying, I am enough, I am loved, I am whole, on top of singing it, crossing the brain hemispheres, matching your logical side with your creative side. I am enough, I am loved, I am whole. It's just, it kind of permeates with your being when you say it out loud over yourself and we all need a reminder sometimes because we forget, we forget, we get, we get caught in the mire sometimes, but we are all we need. You know, I, I believe that we have all been given gifts by the source, whatever, whatever that means to you. It's like, to me, it means God to others. It means the universe. Um, but you are here and you have a place and you have a specific, very specific set of skills not to go all taken, but you're so needed, necessary, worthy, and loved. And I believe that about everyone. Even people I don't get along with. They're not my ministry. Maybe they're not my people, but they deserve a place here because we all have something to bring. The Lord has it correct. When you dim your light, you dim the light of the entire world because the stakes are that high. We are called to serve others. We are called to, to change the world for the better and to raise the world 
to what it could be with our actions, our words, and our art. So it's just been a, it's just been incredible, an incredible journey that isn't done yet. I'm so grateful for that. I can't wait. I, I don't know anything about the future. I know that there are plans, but I really, I see it. I can't wait for New York audiences to see it. I can't think of a better way to end this conversation. And for those of you who are hearing this, now you understand why she hits my mom heart. Okay. I am just so proud to know you. I can't wait to see how this evolves and you evolving with it because it is something that you are going to bring to the world. And I'm, I'm so proud. As we wrap up, Kennedy, what do you want to leave the audience with and how may they reach out to you? You have purpose in this world and don't stop looking, don't stop knocking and seeking for that purpose and that you are beautiful enough, loved and whole. That's what I want people to remember. And if you want to follow me, I'm on social. It's my name at Kennedy Cockle. So Kennedy spelled like the president and then C-A-U-G-H-E-L-L. And you'll get frequent updates about what I'm doing, where I am, because I'm traveling a lot this summer doing other shows. So I would love to see you. And please DM me, reach out, say hi at the stage door. I love, love, love meeting fans. Although I am notoriously bad at taking photos after a show, I have dead eyes because I'm so slumbered. <laughs> just know, just know that it's not you, it's me. <laughs> and I can't wait to meet everyone and hear your stories and journeys. All of Kennedy's links are going to be live. We're going to have on, on our page, you can listen to Fragmented, which is an absolutely beautiful song from this show. And I cannot wait for you to hear her voice. And on the Super You page on Word of Mom Radio, click in to all of the different shows that we've done. There are videos on every page. So you'll get to see different montages and everything else. I want you to hear Kennedy singing on her own and a song that I don't know anybody who doesn't and can't relate to because at one point or another in our lives, we've all felt that fragmentation of our lives. And it is a beautiful song. Lord's Lane is so incredibly talented as a writer and you as a performer, it's magic. So I thank you so much for taking the time to come and join me today and sharing with our listeners. I really do, Kennedy. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you, all the listeners. And what you have crafted and created is a beautiful space for women like me, people who are considering having kids in a field where that is considered still a career killer. And I just think mothers are the most incredible superheroes on the planet. Yeah, we totally rock. Again, thank you so much. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.